Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Singapore, and good morning, everyone on LinkedIn. Hey, uh, apologies for the slight glitch earlier on, but you know, wanted to say hi to everyone. Once again, my name is Adrian Chu, and I'm the CEO, founder of Career Agility International. And together with me, as usual, is Yen, Super Coach Yen. Good morning, Yen. Good morning. Good morning. I'm so glad it's Friday. <laughs> yes, I know. We all had a long week. Friday. It's our it's our favorite day of the week. So uh, yeah, there was some glitch earlier on in the live stream feed. So I'm hoping that uh, you guys are watching us now. And I'm uh, really looking forward to this morning's session because this morning we're going to talk about uh, things that we have experienced before uh, as headhunters <laughs> and uh, recruiters yeah. and hiring managers. You know, uh, what, what exactly do employers, hiring managers and what turns uh, them off? HR, what, 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 what turns them off? So when a, when a candidate comes in, I yeah. mean, we can talk about interviewing yeah. for four or five hours yes. there are so many yes. contexts um but today we want to focus just on that initial red flag moment Snap. from uh, from a recruiter standpoint or from the interviewer's point of view <laughs> um so what do we see when we perhaps the first 10 minutes or so uh with a candidate that we're interviewing that's right in fact well, what what we are looking at now is uh five signs uh that your if you exhibit these signs it's an Im immediate turn off for interviewers, uh, so much so that the, the funny thing is a lot of times we don't even realize we're making it. Yeah, and then if 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 these things pop up, yeah. sometimes the rest of the conversation is gone. It's gone, right? Yeah. Yeah. Especially if it's created a kind of a negative vibe. Mm -hmm. And and so the rest of the conversation, the questions I ask will be negatively slanted. Yes. The 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 comments that you say will be negatively misinterpreted. Unfortunately, right? right? Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately. So uh, you know, uh, what what we are gonna talk about today are the five. And if you stick around towards the end, there's one bonus uh view, there's one bonus which we want to share with you as well. Uh one bonus red flag. So it should be six red flags, but yeah, officially it's five. Bonus red flag. <laughs> okay. It's a bonus, bonus red flag. Uh, first we want to go into uh, headline news. <laughs> So, uh, what's the headline news for this week? Well, uh, basically, we're out of chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Help, Singapore's out of chicken. You just have to go vegetarian then. Or, it, or alternative meats. Alternative meat. Mushrooms are going to be in for this weekend. Uh, tofu. Tofu. Yeah, anything uh, but chicken. We're out of chicken. Help, there's a chicken jackfruit. crisis. Jackfruit. Yeah, jackfruit. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, there is a chicken crisis, but it's not as bad as it looks. But however, yesterday I was over at uh, Marina Square. And all the chicken rice outlets and everything were all shut down. For, really? For Are you guys. serious? Yeah, I'm not kidding you. So, uh, we had KFC for dinner last night, me and the kids. Yeah, because KFC uses frozen chicken, right? And they have already hatched all their stocks. But no, there's But okay, on a more serious note, uh, if you are having a chicken craving, I think there's not going to be a massive outage of chickens. <laughs> okay. Yeah. As, uh, I don't know about your predictive ability. Uh, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. But, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, when, when we look at that, uh, this weekend, Try maybe go vegetarian, like what she says. Okay, so uh, that's good. But uh, what what we wanted to share with you is uh, job numbers are up. Okay, seriously, job numbers are up. We're very happy with the job numbers. There are really exciting things happening. Uh, we want to be able to keep sharing good news like this to you. Uh, and financial sector jobs up nine thousand four hundred jobs. A lot of these jobs are uh, in fintech actually, and the traditional banks and the fintech. I I don't know when I when I see statistics, I'm just thinking. What sort of roles are there? Um, Nine thousand um, 
generic administrators, en envelope stuffers, you know, uh, it's, it's, dog it's readers, and, and and a lot of our clients, and, and and I'm sure a lot of our listeners, you're looking for that ideal role that is the perfect confluence of all of the important elements mm. that you want. You know, the type of role, the type of leader, type of scope, whether it's regional, you know. So I'm a little bit more skeptical because I, I don't like <laughs> sweeping statistics. I do. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so Changi Airport, right, when you see like 6,000 jobs, it's like how many of those jobs are cleaner jobs? And I mean, nothing wrong with cleaner jobs. Yeah, I know. Like, but if it's... it's one type of job, then there's not enough diversity. Yeah, that's true. And... That's true. You know, I, I'm just thinking about the kind of roles that mm. we would want. Yeah, they're relevant to us, They're right? relevant to yeah. us, our skill sets, yeah. are we being underemployed? Yeah, but, anyway. the, but the exciting thing is that, uh, you know, the job market is picking up and that's what we wanted to highlight to you. Uh, there might be some system shocks down the road, uh, especially with uh, mm. the, the war in Ukraine still raging on and now you have uh, chicken yeah. shortage and other important mm. crises like this. But don't worry, okay? uh stay resilient yes stay agile. we are gonna we're gonna pull through it okay it's gonna, it's gonna be great so but today we wanted to share with you uh the five the five red flags uh that yeah. would happen uh when the interview happens and you're talking right in, you're standing right in front of the uh interviewer you know even at the moment where you greet him standing into the walking into the room and greeting there could already be the red flags mm, yeah and and then you start to worry, it's like, oh, shoot. So again, right, caveat, right, in case we accidentally offend anyone. <laughs> this is this is not, um, it's a, it's just a generic reflection of the types of people we've met. Um, not As interviewers, some, as 800. And, and, and sometimes these are just like blind spots. Uh, so it's a good chance to kind of take stock and have a have a bit more awareness about whether or not you're mm. sending such signals. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And, and of course, if you find that it's, uh, if any of the, points that we make today are relevant please like and share yes um, and and help us to um you know pass spread, on spread the, message, spread the so message so that so that everyone benefits and if you disagree with us please also <laughs> click like and share and spread the message <laughs> no as, as in feel feel free please to to pop in um to the chat box and yeah. ask any questions because again there are many many contexts there are many many um scenarios um, not all of which we might be able to cover. So please ask. Yeah. So one of the biggest red flags basically is uh, poor executive presence. Okay. And that's a major killer, you know, especially if you're moving into a senior level role or a role which requires you to interface with clients or senior leaders. That That's that's a given. But when we say executive presence, right, there's a whole spectrum oh, of it. Right? Everything from the way you talk all the way to the way you smell. <laughs> <laughs> and just, uh, just to share, um, I've, I've had candidates who've come in um, with a very fragrant um, air about them that is um, too strong, so much so I, I sneeze. Yeah. I, I've had clients whom I've met whose perfume was just so overpowering, it gave me a headache right there. Yeah. And then I've also had candidates who've come in with um, body odor and that's also been very unpleasant. And I've met candidates who've got that green thing in the teeth. Oh. No, but or, this is more personal or, hygiene stuff. Or, but or no, we're it, talking about more like, like it's, executive. It's, 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 it's a whole part of it, right? Yeah, it's a whole part of it. But even then, you know, uh, one of the things which I've mentioned before on LinkedIn, which got a lot of flack from some people, mm. they were quite upset because I said, if you're a guy, or maybe a lady, but if you're a guy, <laughs> and if you're going for an interview, don't bring a backpack. Along. especially if you're wearing a jacket it's not 
it's very cumbersome and clumsy. You know, you get a briefcase, you look executive, you carry a backpack. You look like you're going to school. You look like you're going for a camp or, you know, like a kiddie bag. You know, it's, it's not very, it doesn't speak senior management or it does not project the kind of confidence. And it's it's quite messy to, to come into the, the room and take off your backpack and put it down. In a backpack, uh, if you're wearing a shirt, the backpack just creases your, your shirt over here terribly, mm-hmm. you know. And it's just, and it's tough because when, when, when you see people Putting the back down and up, it shows that uh, you know it's very ungainly. So you want to walk in confident with a file, with a bag, with a with a yeah. briefcase, right? Uh, and and on that note, right? I've met individuals who've had buttons missing from their from their sleeves, or or sure. that, that long fingernail. I I've also noticed individuals who chew their nails right down to the bed, nail beds, and there are little little signals um that while while might appear to be like superficial mm-hmm. it is still all part of how you exude that confidence and um i once had a candidate who could miss the belt loop oh. right? but it was an, an interview not with me um he, he attended yeah. an interview and i called the the hiring manager the interviewer up and said so how was the candidate and she said yeah he was all right uh, he missed the belt loop that's being a bit too picky already. So is this a showstopper? And she went, mm, no. That's being a bit too picky. Well, I guess from the logic standpoint, I guess the, the philosophy is if I can't trust you to take care of your own appearance, that's true. and if you're going to be in the consulting business, that's true, that's true. how am I supposed to trust you yeah. with a deal? Yeah. I know they're not necessarily related. I mean, he could be really, really good at what he does, but... There is still that mismatch. The mismatch, that, right, that yeah. mismatch a little bit. But but the funny thing is, uh, people do make snap judgments. They okay, do. especially interviewers. So if you walk into the room immediately with very poor executive presence, you're hunched, you know, you talk about oh, hi, good morning, or, or you know, low energy, it's gonna get points. You're gonna get points deducted. Let's put it this way. Yeah. In the biggest scheme of things, you're gonna get points deducted, and it might set off on a on a wrong footing. That's uh, right. So if I meet a, another candidate, all things being equal, who's a lot more put together, he's gonna get the next round. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's not just a matter of dressing well. It's a matter of carrying yourself. It's a matter of energy level, you know. Uh, and energy. you just want to be able to present a very strong, confident, uh, confident outlook. Yeah, so and that, positive, right? And, positive, uh, yeah. and and so all of that, in, I I don't know. I've met I've met candidates who just did not did not give me that sense that they were that they showered. Oh. <laughs> and I, I'm thinking, mm, okay, so if I put you in front of my client, you know, what's 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 the message there? Yeah. So it, it it executive presence starts with, mm. I think, personal hygiene. Yeah. And then all the rest of it, of, of course, we can't cover everything, but there's a lot. The type of hair, are you wearing tinted glasses? I've had clients give feedback before. Um, but you also know, you're wearing tinted glasses. Yeah, I had a client who once commented because this was one of those heavy tints, um, change color, but it was bluish. Oh, let me guess. Because she's sitting in the interview room facing the window, I don't know. and then the light comes in, and suddenly you're talking to no, like Tom Cruise wearing, and so the client wearing said, aviator why did, glasses. Why did the candidate come in wearing sunglasses? Uh, yeah, yeah, so, so there, there. Or, or sometimes they take offense at you putting the glasses on your head. There's so many little <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Cool. No, it's like no, but seriously, it's 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 something which is it's something which is uh, important because you don't think about it. Yeah, and we also want to share with you this very interesting case where uh, one of our CFO candidates uh, 
yes. went in wearing a floral dress. A floral dress and it a Sunday floral nice. dress. It's very nice, but it was Not such a casual outfit for an interview. Uh, they loved mm -hmm. that they hired her in the end, but she came in. Uh, people felt uncomfortable at first until she really showed her metal and stuff, and everyone loved her. But you know. Why but it was a point of uh, yeah. contention. It was a uh, it, it was enough for <clears throat> a phone call and a conversation with us to ask why did she turn up in a dress? Yes. So uh, <laughs> and we had to go. Well, um, let's not judge her by the outfit that she was wearing. And then, when but we do. Right? But we always do, right? Yeah. Subconsciously. So, so <laughs> watch your executive presence uh, even before you get in. The other thing we want to share with you is this. Uh, Unexplained career gaps. Unexplained career gap, gaps, gaps, gaps are very, very uh, tricky. Yes. Okay. Uh, and it's okay to have career gaps. Yes. The problem is when they're unexplained or they're too regular. Or, or if you are, if you are thinking to perhaps not want to say anything about it, so you're omitting. Yeah. Um, and you appear to be uncomfortable trying to explain that gap. That's a problem. And let me tell you why people have career gaps. Okay, it's normal. I mean, there, there are sometimes there are legit reasons. Sometimes you know, uh, you're having health a rough scare, patch, health scare, whatever it is. Family member. Uh, but one major, major red flag to me, at least, and also I think to Yen, is uh, whenever we see a CV coming in that's not chronological but functional CV. <laughs> yeah. And a functional CV basically doesn't put any chronological dates. Says so I'm good at this, I'm good at that, I'm good at that. Whenever we see a functional CV, and I know there are some CV writers out there that recommend functional CVs. Whenever we see, hey, not to see a functional CV, we know they're trying to hide something. And normally um, it's a pet there are, there are some legit ones. There's some legit ones. But the legit ones would also have a chronology somewhere. Attached um, somewhere, as yes. A, as a summary of employment. Of, of a track record, or, right? Or assignments, right? Because yes. a functional resume is really only good for repetitive um, assignments. So if you're running from project A to project B and they're all identical projects with mm. different, different clients, then um, you should have at least a schedule of dates Correct. somewhere. Um, but I guess what we're trying to say is if you omit and if you choose to hide um, immediately, it's a huge red flag. Or if there are too many breaks. So like Adrian was saying, right, and you rightly pointed out that if, if there are more than three frequent, like three breaks in the space of five years, something's wrong. Yeah. And uh, it's not impossible to fix. Uh, you know, clients have come to us, we've helped them uh, to sort out the, the narrative on it. But it's one of the first things we look out for, I said, Hunters. We look for gaps. Where are the gaps? What's wrong? Uh, what happened there? We want to know. And if you're unable to answer it, once again, you mm, see, mm. the red flag is not career gaps. The red flag is unexplainable career gaps or yeah. career gaps that are not explained convincingly enough. Yeah. I mean, if something did not go right with the previous assignment for some reason, yeah. um, the organization went into liquidity or whatever, you know, yeah. something happened. Did I say that right? They liquidated. They, they, they liquid, oh. They liquidated. Yeah. <laughs> it's Friday morning. You know? Or or um something else happened. Yeah. There was a massive restructuring. Mm -hmm. They shut down the operation. That's, yep. that's explainable. Don't shy away from it. Exactly. Because there's no stigma exactly. in, in corporate, you know, changes. It's okay. Mm. So let's let's uh get prepared when you go for an interview, okay, to be prepared to answer what those gaps are. Yeah, and, and what you did with those gaps. 
yeah. while, while, while having those gaps. And, and we know it's, it's not easy. Okay, yeah. it's not easy. That's why a lot of clients just engage us uh, to sit down and to walk through with them. How do you explain those gaps away? So if you're one of those with gaps and if you need help, you know, just reach out info at careeragility.org and uh, we're happy to help. And by the way, for those of you who just joined us and wondering who these two talking heads are, Okay, uh, my name is Adrian. I'm the CEO founder of Career Agility International and Yen is a super coach Yen. She's our co-founder and executive director and together we help a lot of individuals with their career challenges, uh, not just in terms of finding jobs, uh, but in terms of uh, setting the career direction right by giving them career clarity. Yeah, it's not just about landing uh, another job because yeah. that job could be, an, uh, I don't know, Poisoned apple. Yeah, it's like it's like, it's like <laughs> or, a. And and if you if you rush into a decision just because it looks promising or you're mm. desperate to to leave your current role, um, please come and talk to us because don't don't make another a, a, a mistake. Yes. Or it, it could damage the story, um, mm. your career story. So make you want to make very careful decisions. That's true. Yeah. And your career is so important to you, so don't leave it to chance. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the third thing uh, we really, really are very cautious about whenever yes. someone does this is bad-mouthing the bosses. Mm. Have you ever had an incident where mm. the candidate think, you interviewed? No, um, hang on. I, it's not bad-mouthing per se because I think a lot of us understand how not to say bad things. <laughs> but sometimes in the way you express almost yeah you're, you're, you're you trying getting... very hard and you can i can see the wheels the gears just turning <laughs> in the head going the boss is, my um... boss was incompetent but i cannot say he's incompetent so i'm just gonna go well um yeah quite challenging and right away we spot that there's some hesitation yeah. Um, and then we probe and we go like, so what's going on? And especially if we also happen to know the market, we'll ask, you know, mm. he's got a reputation. How have you been able to work with him? Or what was your relationship with her? You know, mm. So we can probe and usually we can tell. We That's can why tell. interrogation works. Yeah, without having to water about them, uh, we get <laughs> the information out. But, 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 Electrocution. <laughs> but you see, the, the thing is, mm. uh, uh, the, the interesting thing about this bad mouthing ex-bosses, it's not just about what you say, but you know, if, if we, I've interviewed an individual before in my hearing days, uh, where the person got very emotional, angry, mm. upset, mm. And, and almost lost it. You know, when you just ask, why, why do you leave? Why, what's so bad about the boss? You know, you say, oh, my boss was very bad. Say, what's so bad about the boss? And then, and then, he started going into a into that space into that place oh and he started getting very angry and i was going like oh, okay as a headhunter you know this is just my headhunter interview imagine if this person were to go wow. if i were to present this person to my client wow. and this person was really good so after this person finished his diatribe about uh, everything else right wow. then we told him uh, okay look you got to calm down okay that was uh, a sore spot huh? yeah it was a very sore spot you, know, you need to know how to manage it and and he landed the job at the end okay but imagine if we didn't screen him for that and he, so don't badmouth bosses ex-bosses yeah. because you never know the ex-boss of yours could be related to this person you're interviewing <laughs> or maybe they were good friends or maybe um, it's the wife oh yeah and you don't know it's like what yeah. shucks that's my wife you're talking careful. about so you gotta be you gotta careful be you never careful. never know yeah the thing about the bad mouthing i've never had um candidates literally go into such a, oh. a, a an emotional spin but i have had candidates reflect anger oh wow um, for being rejected for the role for it oh yes um or for something that didn't quite go and bank table type 
um, bank table, and and all the more we would be uh, in the same room with you, bank table. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not literally, but you can feel that oh. anger because I said, look, you know, you don't have. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to tell the story. Okay. So I told the individual that you don't have sufficient experience within that specific industry that would make you suited for the role. Hmm. And the candidate insisted he had an MBA. Oh, oh wow. And then I went, hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay, it's, it's experience, not the MBA. But I have an MBA. And then he continued. He went, but I have an MBA. Like about four times. And he got louder and louder. Yeah. And then he kind of bang but it, it didn't shake the table or anything but you know he was his body language was very angry um that was a huge no-no and i would I, I put the candidate into a warning sort of note within the system and said watch out for 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 big emotions because if this person is um unstable yeah you don't want him to get a job and and you know be a problem yeah. later and then can you imagine we have to replace if, if yeah, things don't yeah, work yeah. out so as the as the recruiter mm -hmm. i want to place healthy <laughs> well-adjusted stable yeah. rational but but yen eq but yen he has an mba <laughs> so <laughs> no that you know it reminds me of that scene okay sorry movie reference again you no know, in little weapon uh one when when that uh, guy goes Diplomatic immunity yeah, and, and yeah, everything yeah, just goes yeah. diplomatic immunity, you see. So it's like I've got an MBA, you see. So uh that's that's tough. But you see, that's why we go into interviews. Uh, it's it's I always say interviews are like dates, first dates. Yeah. You go with the interview, you go for a first date and you say, Oh, my ex-girlfriend, oh what she is my ex-girlfriend, oh, my ex-girlfriend is the whole discussion is gonna be about your ex-girlfriend, and you're not that's, gonna have a second date. That, that's a that's a very uh, inappropriate but accurate analogy um about what the interview process is like. I mean you wanna go in and put your best foot forward. Yeah. You wanna create a positive first impression. So mm. please don't badmouth your ex-bosses because if you do that, then if I employ you and by the time you leave, chances are you're gonna badmouth me. True. So you yeah. Okay, so don't badmouth anything. But even then, right? Mm. And I know most of our listeners here and most of you will probably already know, yeah, understand the art of diplomacy and all of that. Um, but even then you've got to make sure that you do not leak. <laughs> <laughs> because if, as you if, if try to lie or yeah. try to pretend. It's gonna come it's out. It's gonna somehow. come out. So you just before you go for an interview, just go to the gym, get a punching bag, let it all out, and then it's oh, I have I have exercised the demons, and then you come out and then you do, do some reframing. Oh, I love my ex boss. Do some reframing <laughs> exercises. Do some reframing exercise. Uh, we have a question now, uh, actually from uh, Adeline. Uh, hi, Adeline. Thanks for tuning in. And Adeline says, now, how do you exude executive presence if you're in a Zoom call? I think in on on if if you're on any um, digital device, FaceTime, uh, Google Google Meet, Teams, and there are a variety of others. It's not just a Zoom, right? Mm. The moment there's a, a digital divide, mm -hmm. um, um, a, a big big huge one for me is the outfit that you're wearing, the color. It has to be an appropriate outfit, and then you have to make eye contact with the camera. And the problem is with Zoom calls, a lot of times you tend to get a bit more in, informal, casual. So you go for an interview with your T-shirt, you know, or, or, or things like that. So, uh, yes, you can exude executive presence. Uh, our clients, you know, we actually have a session on this, on how to have uh, that, how to convey that confidence, how to speak well, how to speak correctly, how mm. to appear correctly, even your backdrop matters as well. So, so we have a lot of things like this we should tell our clients, uh, yeah. which is a bit too long uh, for today's uh, session but you know it's uh, a quick tip a quick tip it really is 
about how you convey your information uh, through the through the digital divide, and um, it's it's about taking turns to talk. So yes, while you have all the things that you want to say, um, you might not get the feedback because you're not in the same airspace. Sure. So it's really important that you manage that. And that requires a little bit more deep diving, perhaps, because we got to go through and say, okay, well, how does yeah. this sound? And this choice of words, and what are you yeah. trying to what are you yeah. trying to say? And then because you've got to take turns to talk, it's almost a monologue, isn't it? So you yeah. you have to literally yes. do a pitch. It is a pitch. Start. It is a pitch. It, yeah. it is it a is pitch. A pitch. So. And, uh, and yeah, so it's a little bit harder, but it's different. But necessary. So thanks, Adeline. Good question. If you have any other questions, uh, please feel free to drop it into the question box, especially if you're on LinkedIn. Okay, uh, we can flash your questions up here. And uh, you know, the, the fourth thing which we really very cautious about is when an individual at the interview becomes very evasive over salary. This is a point of contention for anyone. Um, and we, I think about 50% of the people we speak with yeah. are very uncomfortable talking about their compensation. Money, money, money. Um, and, and, and then uh, the ones who have been doing a lot of um, meeting a lot of headhunters mm -hmm. and they get a little bit prickly about, oh, why do headhunters always ask me about my money? Uh, why are they asking it? It's so early. It's too early to ask about money. What are your thoughts? Uh, I have a thought. I have a point of view which a lot of people don't agree with, especially Americans. Okay, uh, because they're very, uh, and, and suddenly I'm going to get cancelled by Americans right now, but I don't care. Uh, no, they're, no, they're very, no it's, there it's, are some. Because they're very assertive. Okay, so why should I tell you my salary? It's, it's against the rules. Yeah, correct. It's, it's so, so that's why, that's why it's, it's, it's in the US, it's there. It's, it's, it's a legal thing. But in Singapore, Singapore, you know, you, you, if you don't want to tell, it's fine. No one's putting a, 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 not putting a gun to your head to ask. Uh, but the point is this. Uh, they want to find out, hey, that wants your salary details, rough salary ballpark figure, because they want to know whether or not the job's going to be, a, this, this opportunity is going to be worth your time. I mean, if it's, half your pay then you know you don't want to talk so much about it and then realize so so uh sometimes one of the red flags for us okay say hunter is when the person becomes very evasive what's her salary i don't tell you oh, oh you know so what's your expectation and again i'm not even asking what is your salary you don't have to tell me how much you're making currently but the question that i was asking is what is your expectation what's your expectation what's your expected salary for, for your next role and the guy turns around with a tone, what's your budget? <laughs> and so ask, answering a question with a question. Which which is not a wrong answer, yeah. but it's the way you ask it it's sometimes. Antagonistic. Yeah, what's the budget? So you get yeah. very antagonistic about yeah. it. And you'll get very prickly or you get very upset. The moment you have a negative emotion, we are then very, very concerned. Yeah, correct. And and the white, what, what's the last, what, what's your salary? Uh, what, what, what's your last job salary ballpark? What you want to know? <laughs> and to me, that smacks are very unprofessional, okay? Because it shows that you've not had enough contact with headhunters. And, and it, it's a major turn off for us as well as headhunters. It's just to see. And then, and then uh, yes, I do agree with you. The next job that you're getting need not be based on... No, the salary for the next job you're getting need not be based on your current salary. Yeah, because exactly. it's, it's a different job. It's a different scope. It's a different company, different industry. Yes, but don't get so prickly and defensive over it. See, and that, that's what happens when, when you get pretty and defensive to the point where it becomes negative. And 
I can tell you as headhunter, we have a rule. If you are exhibiting so much problems at the front end about your salary details, when it comes to the offer time, you're going to be hell to handle. And, and we'd rather not handle you. So, so you're speaking from the perspective of an agent of that a is representing yes. um, an individual. Uh, I'm going to take it one more degree further and think about how it is, if your style of working, you're so, I, I guess, contradictory, you're difficult, if something you know you're unhappy with yeah, and so in the and, working and easily antagonist antagonized right, right? And yeah. so if you are working in in an organization or if i'm thinking about hiring you and you're potentially um non-collaborative or prickly difficult and i have to tiptoe around eggshells around you then i'm not going to look for you yeah. look forward to working with you yeah. so um, we we want to work with people who are genuine or you know team why, oriented and that's why that's a red flag <laughs> that's why it's a red flag you see we want to watch uh, people who are problematic up front tend to be problematic all the way. And It shows your communication style. Yeah. It shows um, your willingness uh, to cooperate. Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't have to reveal the whole truth. We don't need to know the details. Um, but you can be a little bit more pleasant in answering <laughs> um, a question that you may not like. And so if, if I were to ask you a, a, an offensive question, yeah. okay, are you planning to have uh, are you planning to have a family in the future? And oh, yeah. you know, you can nicely turn around and say, Well, I don't see how that's relevant to this role. Then of your business. <laughs> no, that's but you a, see, yeah. you didn't have to say that. You can say, I don't see how that's going to be relevant no, to the yeah. role. Uh, I'm prepared to travel. I have uh, a strong support structure. Done. <laughs> you know? So diplomacy. And, and, and suddenly I'm, I'm thinking of, uh, of, a, of an interview with uh, Tom Cruise and uh, uh, Jack Nicholson in the room, and, and he's going, like, Tell me your salary. Tell me your salary. You want my salary? You can handle my salary. Okay, wait, that was the truth. That, that was, was the truth. Yeah, I know. But you know, it's but but the thing is that I've I've actually seen uh, individuals uh, who, for whatever reason, you know, they, maybe they, they feel that they're, they're they're very they're underpaid for the longest right. time. Yes. Okay, and they believe they should be paid at forty percent up, and they're afraid if I tell you my current salary, you're gonna you're gonna cheat me. Therefore, I'm not gonna tell you. You tell me what. Show me what you. you you, you showed me yours and I'll show you mine kind of uh oops that reference uh kind of a uh, childish style game you see so if you're in a situation come talk to us there are ways mm. of negotiating of handling that situation especially if yeah. you are caught in that in that in that zone of salary which you're either too expensive for the role or underpaid for future roles yeah come talk to us we can help you to unpack that we have a comment comment um the salary ranges in the tech industry um you know F A A N G, mm. right? We all know so the, the big they're no longer called F A A N G, they're called like Mama or something. I, I don't know. Meta uh, anyway. Yeah. Okay, sorry. So so he said um he said that uh, it can be quite wide, so he mm. would not disclose his expectations too early. Mm. Uh my my response is that you need to know your market rate and mm. what your expectations are and not be let me wait and see what comes back. And so if you know what you're targeting. And you've mm. done sufficient research it is um it is to your benefit to know what your target market Excellent. rates exactly. are so it, it's i mean you're not wrong in saying look it, it's a very wide range i mean mm. <laughs> the whole market is a huge wide range um, <laughs> <laughs> that's true right so you you need to know um again with some career clarity where you're headed because there you're not not everyone's looking for an accelerated role not everyone's looking for more money so if if that's what you want 
then you look for the markets that will give you that 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 increment. Yeah. You know, don't just say, "Oh, let's see what 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 I catch." But the funny thing is, if someone asks you what your expected salary is, mm-hmm. tell her because it's expected. It's not. It's not what's your demanded salary, expected salary. Uh, I expect to get paid like what two hundred thousand a month. What that's incredible, yeah. But I was expecting it. So <laughs> no, but just kidding. You're but not helping. I'm not helping. But no, but seriously, if they do ask you for expected salary, then tell me expected salary. Yeah. It's not it's not a demanded salary. It's, yeah, I expect that, but I'm open. And absolutely, but it's, seriously, do your research. Do your research. Um, and then you know, target the companies that would have those roles within yeah. that space. And there are ways of doing it, which we can coach you individually. Okay, if that's a difficult question, just two simple sentences you can use. But but uh, uh, depending on the situation, okay, which which you can use and deploy, uh, come talk to us. We'll be happy to, to share with you. But uh, there there are always uh, there will always be uh, individuals uh, who are very defensive of a salary, and to us that's a, that's a red flag. So mm-hmm. play nice, you know, prepare your answers beforehand, and uh, do not make a non-issue an issue. And a quick tip, guys. Seriously, salary is made up of many, many components. Yes. So, it's there's so many ways to skin a cat, and there's so many ways to be compensated. So, don't let money become um, a showstopper. Yeah. And of course, uh, the fifth one is when you get a candidate that's overly enthusiastic. Yeah. No, can everything also can? Cannot also can. Have you done this before? Yes. To, to those who don't understand Singlish. It's like even if you even if it's impossible, I will make it happen kind of attitude, which is great. Yeah, it's a can do attitude. Extent, but there's a certain over eagerness yeah, that becomes I'm a, distasteful. I'm a yeah, I'm a candidate. I'm not a can't did it. Because I can do it. So uh hey, corny. But anyway, you know, uh the, having a can do attitude is, is really useful. But uh there are times when when uh, you sound unconvincing, when you know, okay, have you done this before? Yes, I have. Yes, I can do that. Yes, I can. you know. Uh, and and sometimes pestering the HR for what's the next step? What's the next step? Where's it? You see, the red flags are just signals, and the signals are interpreted by the interviewer interviewers differently. If someone is so desperate and and pestering me. What's wrong? What's yeah. going on? You know, yeah. is this person gonna lose the job soon? Yeah. You know, or why is this person trying to jam the whole process together? You know, and why is this person so pushy? Yeah. So pushiness, I think it's it, there's a certain limit, right? I mean, we like enthusiastic candidates, but there is a, a point when it becomes desperate. So it's a fine balance. <laughs> so measure yourself, okay? Uh, but but interestingly, uh. I once had this client, a candidate, uh, mm. very early in my handwriting career. And after she met, uh, she met up with this client of mine that was a really big international beverage band, brand, okay? Really, really big one. Mm. Huge, one of the biggest uh, soft drink companies. Mm. And everyone wanted to work for that company because it was a really cool company, okay? And uh, after the first interview she had with the hiring manager uh, who flew into town, she Turned to me at the interview was over. She turned to me. She said, "Adrian, if I tell you something, please don't tell the client too much about this." But I really want that job. I really want that job. It's so cool. I want that job. See, so, uh, so she kind of held it in. Yeah, she held it in. She said, I really want it. I love it. I really want it. I want to work with this guy. I really, really want it. No. Then I said, "Okay, okay, play it cool. It's okay to confess to the headhunter. Okay, handling your case. Uh, I, I, I just confident that she showed she was keen. She showed keen Ex- interest. Expressed interest. Yeah, in the role. Okay." <laughs> 
but uh it, it lowers your it lowers your bargaining power as well sometimes yes. it does okay uh but but uh appear enthusiastic but not suspiciously over enthusiastic because <laughs> that that can that can that uh, can cause a lot of concern yeah. something's wrong that you are too eager and too mm. available just yeah and, and this almost uh, stalker like yeah and this and this uh uh these are uh, uh, signs and signals once again the signals by themselves don't mean anything mm. you know it's almost like a Rorschach ink blot test that's right okay you, you see the road you see the thing and and you and you interpret it according to your own lens and you're yes. like why is this person doing that why is this person saying that okay yeah. why having a missing a belt loop in itself is not it's nothing I, I often miss a belt loop sometimes you know does that mean i'm sloppy yeah it is yes but <laughs> it but, does but you know it's it's it just is interpreted in the worst way sometimes by some people uh, at the interview so that's why we want to be measured and careful with the signals that we are sending out yeah okay. and put together the whole signal tells a story yeah. so i'm oh, sorry multiple signals mm. create an impression and if the if you think about the interviewer mm. relationship to the candidate mm. the decision lies with the interviewer correct so their perception becomes yeah. your reality true uh, and that's the sad truth true and and we have a question from uh, manish it's quite interesting he says how do i research salaries you know industry reports salaries are too general uh one of the ways we recommend that you can research salaries is basically talk to the headhunter do not you know. do not rely on industry research that's yeah. where the gaps are huge it's a huge yeah range and and Anything it's like, from a hundred thousand a year to three hundred and fifty thousand a year. Ooh. It's like how long is a piece of string, right? It's like you know, it's so much. There's so much context. And and th those research papers have to have variable. Uh, oh, a lot of a lot of variances. Okay, and I hate to say it. Uh, statistics. It's it's statistics. Yeah, what's all saying? There's lies, lies, and damn statistics. Or whatever. I don't know. There's a, anyway. Those numbers, a lot of them, take it with a shovel of salt, okay? But uh, if you ask the headhunter or headhunters and you get calibration with a few headhunters, you yeah. would be able, in general, to get uh, an idea of the situation. Yeah, uh, it's, it's about collecting data points yeah. and conducting your own primary research. So don't just do secondary research because we know that any statistics that are reported, obviously, yeah. they have to cover their research. And I don't know, they're just going to make it safe for yeah. them to write it in black and white so um go collect data, go points, collect data points um from individuals talk to as many people and over time when you do a scatter plot you'll find that they all sort of hover around that's market rate for you in your space mm. in the target um horizon yeah yes and <laughs> thanks you it's uh you yes you our, our favorite uh, uh quote, where, co quotation this, where is this quote from I don't know, but uh, you know, I'm sure he's gonna he's gonna Google it for us. <laughs> lies, them lies, and statistics. Yes, that's the one. We learn everything new. We learn something new every day. So thanks, Yoho. I know. I mean, a lot of statistics can be creatively measured. Yeah, correct. See, so uh, I, I know. What's, you know, it's my favorite one. My favorite one is this. Uh, one one out of ten accidents, example, are caused by drunk drivers. Okay. Okay. Therefore, ninety percent are caused by sober drivers. Therefore, it's actually safer to drive drunk. <laughs> that's, that's statistics working for you. Uh, okay. That, uh, that's just deliberate, deliberate. Flawed. That we, yeah. we call this we call this logic, flawed logic. Okay. So, and and that's why uh, there are a lot of career myths out there that people 
think about it and they go like, yeah, you know, maybe mm-hmm. I should pay a person $500 to write my CV for me. And the person has never interviewed you, never met you, you know, and they do. And it's like, that doesn't really work that way, you know. Yeah. The resume a... doesn't open doors. Yeah. No. So uh, it's it's all about the other strategies, the other pieces about it. So now for the bonus round, which is what Yen actually covered a little bit over as well. Okay, poor personal hygiene. <laughs> she jumped the gun on this one. No, I parked it all under this thing called executive presence. Yeah, but this because... one is particular. Okay, yeah. Okay. Right. Which is our pet right. peeve. Which is so, our pet so peeve. Let's well. go through all the things we've ever encountered. Yes. So, uh, if you are a smoker, okay, it's not good for your health. Please stop. Okay? But if you are a smoker, you you cannot hide cigarette smoke. Okay? And if you're a smoker, your shirt will smell. And if you are, if you are, if you're interviewing with British American Tobacco or or the makers of Gudang Garam or whatever it is, okay, then uh, how do you even know that brand? I've never heard of it. <laughs> I come from a rough neighborhood. Okay. When I was a kid. Okay. Anyway, so so you know it's it's oh, you know, what a big then okay maybe you want to come smelling like cigarettes. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. But you know imagine you're going to a healthcare company or your or your interview in general. That when you walk into the room and then the cigarette smoke smell is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if the person there is not a smoker, it's a major turn off. Especially if your interviews at like three in the afternoon and you're like two packs already. Mm-hmm. Okay, you come in smelling like uh like an ashtray. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, that could be a could be a turn off. Okay, you know even even though we wear masks these days, um, sometimes it doesn't mask um the smells. And so since we're on that topic, right, everything from too much perfume to not enough deodorant, <laughs> not enough perfume, um, yeah, not enough. Or or sometimes even um a dry mouth because you know you've had a garlicky lunch. <laughs> oh, that's true. And and when you turn up for the interview and you're in a enclosed space, um, yes. it it could cause some yeah. Unpleasant olfactory yeah. problems. Yeah. So if you're a smoker, okay, and you really have to smoke, okay, uh, my suggestion is uh, get an interview first thing in the morning. But what if I need a cigarette first thing in then the morning? Then don't. Then don't. Okay. <laughs> Go stock up on your nicotine patches if you like Homer Simpson. It's the patch over okay, the okay, body. Okay. There's too okay. much about smokers. But but the point is, uh, <laughs> if you really have to, because I had a client once and uh, he was a chain smoker, okay. And candidate actually, sorry. So uh, I put him to the client, uh, but I put him first thing in the morning. And the irony of it is that concern was unfounded because the interviewer was also a smoker. And they, after the interview, they both went downstairs to, to, to have a and they commune. And they communed. That's nice. As, uh, he got a job anyway. So That's I'm just being a bit overly cautious. Yes. Okay. But uh, a and and also sometimes you no, know, your interview location to be somewhere in Tuas or some, some, far, some far, far away place in the hot sun where there's no taxi or taxi drops you off in the wrong place and you walk in the hot sun you know and then you get over there you're sweaty and you're perspiring and you have no time to cool off okay and worse still if you're wearing a jacket you're gonna Ooh, melt yeah. okay uh that once again fairly or unfairly people are judgy yes okay so you have to be mindful about that. Uh, personal hygiene is important because pe- people judge you. I mean, yeah. It's, it's... Besides odors, uh, my my other turnoffs are you know just general uncleanliness. You know those that eye crusts. Oh, 
or, or, or if you're like me, a gardener, okay? Yeah, fingernails. Maybe. I'm not gonna, yeah. uh, uh, yeah. I know I, I, my fingernails are always dirty, crusty, okay? Really terrible. Gross. But because uh, I, I, I'm a handsome gardener, you know, I, I plant my, my plants and everything, but I'm not gonna go for a job interview or even meet a client with, with, with dirt mm. under my fingernails, okay? I make sure it's all nicely done, professional, you know? And uh, it's once again, it's the impression you want to give. Once again, it's all about doing right and looking good for the first date, okay? Yes. So, Make sure your outfit is comfortable yeah. and appropriate and that it's not prone to wardrobe malfunctions <laughs> because sometimes the buttons gape open. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes the outfit is itchy or scratchy. Um, so don't just dress that one moment, that one outfit, that first time you're putting on that outfit forever. This is the first time. Bought a specific outfit, a new one, just for the interview and you've never worn it before and suddenly it's like it's, and it's scratchy yeah. and it's uncomfortable and you can't focus it's just good so there there are there are many many there's a whole i've got mm. a whole list so yen yen whole... runs so we we run an interview masterclass if you are up for an interview very soon and an interview that matters a lot and if you have not had an interview in a long time come join us drop us an email at info at careeragility.org we're happy to sit you through uh the the interview masterclass it's uh, really impactful and really powerful and we've been doing it for the past four years and uh, we've been helping people land fantastic jobs because of that. So, so you know, back, back to the summary, what can you do? Number one, when you're interviewed, stay cool, okay? Don't panic. Uh, adopt a strategy at every waypoint, okay? Which means that if you are at, if you are at uh, interviewing uh, senior managers and everything, okay, watch out for all these red flags. Uh, you need to know who wants to know what, you know, what are they looking out for? If you are doing, for instance, go, if you're going to work for a, a fragrance company, then maybe uh, you might want to, you might want to, a bit more, okay? <laughs> and make sure it's a, a scent from the same yeah, company correct. and not, a, not some other company. Yeah, you know, and, and, and even like executive presence and things like that, you know, uh, I once had a, I once had a, uh, a friend who from Apple who joked that uh, this, this guy would turn up at the interview well, with a Samsung phone <laughs> and he was going like, oh, that's a bad move. Yes. You should hide it. You should have hidden that one. You shouldn't have put it smack on the table. Boom. See, so I had, a, I had a client go for an interview and purposely bought the, the Surface Pro and brought it out to, to showcase oh, something nice. and he got the job. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he was already very capable. Yeah, but, but that, I think that probably nice tipped tip the balance. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, uh, that was strategy. Do the, do the research. And get help. Okay, get help. If you're going for an interview that matters a lot, okay, come to us. Uh, we are really good at what we do. Yen conducts uh, the best interview coaching mm -hmm. class ever. Okay, and I am uh, not uh, saying, I'm saying that unabashedly, okay, because uh, it's, it's very, very useful for you especially if you've not been interviewing for a long time, okay? Uh, so And help. if you have been doing a lot more, you've been conducting more interviews be, in, instead of having been interviewed yourself, it's a different... It's a different um, it is. It's a different... Really different experience because you're now crossing the table. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if you, if you are looking at not just learning jobs, but, you know, if you're looking at the secret to career success, uh, if you want uh, to find out what exactly... Uh, Career strategy is all about, you know, we have uh, created a very, very brief program called uh, the Three Elements of Career uh, Strategy. And uh, right now it's going for 990. You know, you can just scan it and just have a look at it. A couple of videos in there. We have two ebooks which we are putting in as well uh, for you to, to look at. One of it is uh, the How to Land Your Dream Job. And the other one is on Accelerating Your Career. So both are really good books uh, that we've put out. 
uh, very good value. Take a scan and come on and uh, you know go go for go for go for it. Yeah, I mean, what we're trying to say here is not just about lending a job. What if the job is problematic and and you end up making a, a, a poor decision? Mm -hmm. So it's really about understanding the strategy behind it first, the mm -hmm. logic, all the things that are important. Mm -hmm. So ergo, the, the 990 cost. I mean, you need to really think about and, and make yeah. careful decisions yes. so that you do not end up regretting um, your choice because you can't go backwards. We can't go back in time. Yeah. Yeah. So start thinking. Uh, so the homework for this weekend is to start thinking about your career strategy. Okay. It's not about homework. the job. <clears throat> homework for the weekend. Start thinking about career strategy. <laughs> Where do you want to be five years from now? Where do you want to be two years from now? Are you. I need to sleep. Yeah. I need to sleep. <laughs> well, I'll be in bed over the weekend catching on my sleep. But, but uh, you know, I uh, know actually this weekend I got lots of reading to do. I've got fantastic books I just downloaded. But, uh, what what is important for you now is to start thinking about your career strategy okay uh, if you don't have a career strategy you're at risk of of being in a role that's not going to make you happy and you're in a, at risk of being in a role that could end with you being uh having more difficulty getting employment down the road okay so mm. come talk to us if you uh, want to know more about career strategy or come uh, you know get this program have a look at it and uh let us know what you think so all in all, weekend. all in all, we want to just thank you for the time again. Uh, it's been great having you here. And if you have any questions, just drop us an uh, email at info at careeragility.org or you can PM me, DM me directly on uh, the LinkedIn uh, contact over here. Yes. And we're always happy to answer your questions. Okay. In the meantime, uh, have a good weekend ahead. And you know, TGIF. Uh, yeah, one, one of the things uh, I want to do this week, this, this moving forward is I'm trying to read at least one book a ambitious one I, book a weekend I, i'm not reading any more books i'll just youtube <laughs> youtube the book summary yeah i know <laughs> maybe not? you can read the book i'll read the book i'll summarize it notes. i'll give you the cliff notes and let, uh, let me read your homework you do the homework uh, I'll, just... yeah, I'll do that but anyway uh have a great weekend ahead take everybody care. and take care